This is Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Goodbye, strangers. I did not see that coming. I don't think anybody did. Oh, my God. I was driving back from meeting the other day, and that song came on the radio, and I fucking just blasted it and was in the best mood ever. That song legitimately makes me happy. I was not as happy as I am right now about 35 seconds ago. I know. I'm, I'm happy. I could, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with myself for that one. Anyway, um... That's goodbye, strangers. I'll bring you to a hash it out podcast. Let's talk about. Um, we'll save March Madness um, and my deplorable bracket for the <laughs> for the later part of the show. Let's start with uh, something that got overlooked this year because I mean I know you and me, um, especially are, are big baseball guys, and and the the World Baseball Classic just finished up, and the United States. First championship or in the first world baseball championship in the in the you know in the short history of this sport. So, um, oh, give me a little recap. What you got in the world baseball classic, dude? Yeah, it's every so they have it every four years. They said this is the fourth one. Um, so it's very short. It's it's very very a recent uh, establishment in baseball, but it's gaining a lot of uh, you know notoriety. There's a lot of people going to some of these games. Um, I think there was. There was like 40,000 people at the championship game in L.A. Wrong. last night. Um, 51,000. 51? 51? That yep. is way more than I thought people knew about this game. Um, and a lot of them a lot of them are international. They love this tournament. Like Puerto Rico, Cuba, um, even Japan, the fans go apeshit in this tournament, um, dude, which I, I think is pretty cool. What's not to like, dude? I mean, baseball is – I mean, obviously baseball is founded in the United States and America – but it's massive overseas. Venezuela, Puerto Rico, the Dominican, um, Japan, China, Korea. I mean, it's huge. So like, this is like a, this is kind of like a, like a feel good. Like everyone, like I feel like it's just good for everything. Everyone like loves it. It's like you put it on for your your country. Um, you get to play a lot of your own teammates. I mean, I know probably the most memorable clip of this uh, WBC was when uh, Manny Machado hit a bomb to the deepest part of the ballpark and. Uh, Adam Jones for United States jumped up and over the wall and robbed his own teammate. Yeah, like I was uh, – the people that put on the World Baseball Classic were just nutting themselves to that. Oh, my – Just yeah. like, oh, that is exactly what we want. Yep. And um, can, I, can, can I take a little uh, rewind real quick? Because you were there with me. Um, it was – I want to say, was it four – wait, it's every four years. Is that right? So this mm-hmm. must this must have been – it had to have been four years ago because it wasn't eight. We were in Tuscaloosa on our way to spring break. And uh, we stopped in just for the weekend just to, you know, get a little cray. And we went to this random person's house to do, you know, some extracurriculars. Next thing we know, we're glued to the TV watching the World Baseball Classic. US- oh, my God. I totally forgot about that until right now. USA is down three. 
David Wright hits a grand salami and the place Captain goes- America. The place goes <laughs> apeshit. Oh, I did forget about that. What a great call. Well, yeah. Um, I, I was thinking it's kind of cool. I kind of love the World Baseball Classic. It's kind of, I wish I watched more of it. Um, but yeah, I remember last time that was what it was. We were in college and I watched a lot of the last one. Um, watched, and there yeah. definitely weren't as many people in the stands. Um, not as many of the stars came out. Um, like even like teams, it kind of brings you up to teams who you had no idea had these kinds of players, like the Netherlands, the Netherlands is a pretty good team. Wait, I didn't um, know. I didn't, so wait, a good point. So Xander Bogart, the X-Man's a Dutchman. I thought he yeah, was from- Xander. I mean, that team is Xander Bogart's Angelton Simmons. Uh, the, the it's shortstops all over the place. Didi Gregorius, Adani Echevarria. They just breed shortstops. Wait, so, um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What constitutes being from the Netherlands? Bogart. Oh, it is a very light. Uh, like oh you do not. It, it is not like Freddie Freeman played for Team Canada. The guy was born in Anaheim. Because Bogart's um, Bogart's is from Aruba. Just saying. Yeah. Like uh, like some of these guys. Um, some of these guys are just playing the the uh, pitcher for uh, Puerto Rico last night. His name was Seth Lugo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I think they kind of look the other way and kind of let you play where you want to play, which okay, is kind of tight. Because yeah. like, uh, um, I think Piazza's the manager of Italy. That's that. That's that couldn't be more fitting, honestly. That is so tight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, hey, the U.S. won. That's the first win uh, in this tournament, and um, you know, you look at the lineup and it makes sense. We should have won. Uh, we had Giancarlo Stanton hitting an eighth, so. Yeah, I mean, probably should have won that one. What was he doing? Wait, wait. I didn't. Okay, what was he doing hitting eighth? Uh, uh, well, Arenado was hitting fourth. Who, by the way, can't get through this without mentioning his whopping three for twenty six. I think he had going into that championship. Uh, I think he got a couple of hits, but tough World Baseball Classic for Nolan Arenado, who isn't. It's not going to matter in two weeks. Yeah, but. I mean, and it's a, it's a win win. It's like baseball season's here. It's like what a way to like kind of kickstart baseball season with the, you know the WBC. Yeah. And well, Adam wait. Jones, Adam Jones said it best after winning the championship. Said, you know, what do you think about this tournament? And he goes, "Oh, beats the hell out of spring training." Mm. Yep, couldn't. Yep, couldn't say better. My and and sticking on Adam Jones, um, I was reading an article. It said something about like David Wright was the old like captain and the leader of Team USA. Adam Jones is the new leader of Team USA. Are, are there yeah, any was, are there are there any doubts there or No, I mean that was what they were saying all during the uh, broadcast. I caught like eight pitches of it last night. Um but that was like one of the points that they said was Adam Jones was pretty much the leader um of the team. He had kind of a dope ass uh American flag shin guard too by the way. So yeah. props for that. That was pretty tight. Yeah. Um but yeah, even like uh the guy the other guys on the team, you know. Um and that's saying something if you're the leader of Team USA in a world baseball classic, probably what kind of guy you are for, especially your organization in Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, it's kind of something you fall into, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not something that happens. It's something that just, or it's not something you, you make happen. That just happens. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of pissed that this happened like this recently, because there could have been some great team USA teams, like or great over great you know, world teams back in the day when there was some like, I'm talking back in like 99, back when they had 
that steroid era, that would have been some fun shit. To oh watch. man. Can you imagine Ichiro playing before he came over here? Oh no. I mean, he would have, yeah, he would have been draft or he would have got over here a lot sooner. Honestly. Exactly. Um, yeah, that'd been awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what else, what no, else, I, what else? Let's run through, um, team USA's roster, honestly, because if you surprised me saying Stanton hit eighth. Um, yeah, Stanton hit eighth. Where's the, Pull I don't have the roster, I don't have the roster pulled up here. Um, but yeah, it was like Ian Kinsler leading off. Um, I mean, even like Brandon Crawford was their shortstop. He was hitting ninth. Um, Gold Glover and, I think he has a career average of like 275. Um, I don't know, but it was like Ian Kinsler, Adam Jones, uh, Nolan Arenado. I wish Mike Trout and Bryce Harper would have been there. That would have been yeah, yeah. Why really did, rounded that out. Why didn't they play? I don't know. I mean, I $200 get it. $200 million. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I was going to say, like, you, you put them on the team. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, uh, the team was stacked. Should have absolutely should have won. Marcus Stroman went out there, and I think he had a no hitter through like five or six innings pitch, uh, pitch, in the championship. Pitch, pitch former Duke Blue Devil. Sorry about you, South Carolina. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, former. Yeah, he played out of his mind. Um, and I like. I've always liked Stroman. I always think. I always thought that he had a lot. He has a lot more potential than he showed in the past. But I mean, he really showed up and got the W for us. So. Yeah, some guys are late bloomers. Maybe uh Is Buster Posey still the catcher? I don't know that Posey was the catcher. No, he um, was. No, 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 he is. Um sorry, I don't know why I don't know why I said like an asshole. He he is. So I, I was reading a stat, it said Buster Posey has an impressive resume. It was two thousand it was three time um World Series champion, um two thousand twelve MVP, two thousand twelve silver slugger. Uh, whatever year, rookie of the year, um, a couple gold gloves. I mean, in a world baseball, he had a bunch of accolades, and it was awesome. NCAA, I, I, he won the, he yeah, won the, yeah, they won the NCAA championship, and I think he was the player of the year at Florida State, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, McCutcheon in the outfield. I mean, yeah, a team. Yeah, this team, this nobody had a chance really, especially this bullpen. Um, Luke Gregerson, Robertson. Andrew Miller, David Robertson. Oh, yeah. I mean. Robertson got the final out. Yeah, I mean Eric Hosmer. Um, he had a big uh, he had a big WC. He was putting up a yeah, he's yeah. ripping doubles. He's got a beautiful swing when he's on. I don't think I think people I don't think people give I think Hosmer is a very underrated player. He's a Gold Glove first baseman, and he he's just a great. He's ball. underrated, underrated, kind of the same uh, in the same cloth of Freddie Freeman. Who you kind of just when they were coming up expected thirty five home runs and they're kind of hitting twenty to twenty five. Yeah, um, but, but dude, Hosmer, I mean, he'll hit you twenty home runs, bat you know three fifteen, three twenty, have eighty five RBIs, and give you Gold Glove defense. What else? What, really, what else what do you want? For? Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, come on. Oh, go, yeah, Goldilocks. Goldilocks is. I mean, yeah, and first base is a very very deep position, so I, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, but I kind of wish. Uh, Kind of wish there was a uh, another one of these coming up. Did you see Ian Kinsler talking about a? Um, I'm glad our I'm glad our country got to see like the right way to play the game or something like that. Um, that was kind of a backhanded slap at like Puerto Ricans bat flipping and shit like that. Yeah, no, yeah, um, it was. 
but then he went out and hit a bomb. So sorry about you. And the best part was, uh, I love how Jim Leland's the manager and he, uh, he got a little emotional at the end there and gave a great, you know, post game little, little, you know, they interviewed him post game. He's like, it's great for our, you know, our, our managers at the coach for the country are great for our, our players who play for the country. Great for the fans who get the root for our country. And then most of all, great for the, you know, our, our men and women who serve our country. And it was yeah. awesome. And Jim Leland is a guy, he kind of reminds me of like Popovich in basketball. Just like, doesn't give a shit. Going to tell you straight up what he thinks. And usually what he thinks, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I couldn't, I could not love Jim Leland as a manager more. He's about as old school as it gets. And he was managing maybe a couple decades before his time, honestly. Or oh, after, yeah. after his after time. After his time, yeah. yeah. Like, he uh, definitely an old school guy. But, like, he, the players love playing for him. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh hell, yeah. hell yeah, they do. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I would love that. I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm sorry I never got a ring on Detroit because he had a couple – he had a squad that could have done it. So. Yeah, he had a couple of squads. And they and went. They, and they went. And they went. And they lost. But um, it, it's good you know to what see that's like. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> but it's good to see him get a win here. Um, and yeah, so it's good for baseball. I think baseball is back in a big way. Um, I, I I don't know what I was reading, but baseball is back not to its uh, not to the mecca that it was back in the late '90s, early 2000s, but it's back. So there's a ton of young talent, ton of ambassadors to the game. There is a ton of young talent, um, ready to go, and I think it's good. You know, I think you like the, I like the old baseball where guys aren't hitting 70 home runs. I like the, you know, the idea that records aren't meant to be broken every three years just because someone kind of, you know, I don't really, I'm not really that against steroids, honestly. Dudes were, dudes were hitting like 60 home, like nobody hit 60 home runs for like 50 years and then nobody hit 60 home runs for like 40 years. And then three guy, and then like three guys hit sixty home runs in one year, and then three guys hit sixty home runs the next year, and it's kind of just like ah, yeah. I, Hank, Aaron, I like- Hank Aaron was like better than fucking some of these guys that are hitting sixty home runs and then tearing an ACL. Yeah, it's like now that when someone hits forty bombs in a year, fifty bombs in a year, that's something to like raise your eyebrows at. That's, yeah, you know. forty bombs is a shit ton. You know how hard it is to hit a home run. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, against yeah a pitcher yeah. who knows when you're guessing what pitch is coming, it's very hard. Yeah, so I'm ready for. I think we're all on the same same page, us baseball fans. That this is always the time of year where it's like, all right, let's. Uh, I think everybody's warmed up. Let's let's just start it now. Yep, agreed, agreed. Um, speaking of which, let's, I, I just I just thought this. Um, Tim Tebow made uh, single A Mets, and there was an offer Burger King was giving away free Whoppers to everyone if Tim Tebow struck, struck out three times. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. I, no, that, that's tonight. So That's I'll, tonight? I don't know what that – I don't know if that's like good for Tebow or bad. I don't know if they're rooting for him or against him, but – So, I mean, just – can we give a shout-out to just anyone that is in the marketing department for a minor league baseball team? Because some of the shit that comes out of there is just absolutely – you can't believe it got past square one, which is somebody saying it for the first time. Like, did you see that Will Ferrell 
stunt where he pulled a uh, went out as some guy like a Mexican pitcher with a and went out onto the field and like threw in a bat. Wait, the HBO show with Will Ferrell? No, (laughs) yeah, I saw he played a different position. Oh no, that was like in the actual. That was like in the um in the pros. This was uh just this was just like during a a round rock express spring training game. He showed up and just like threw a pitch. It was for some, it was promoting something, but like just shit like that. Like one night they had, I saw at a, I think it was Chattanooga. The lookouts had Kevin Bacon night <laughs> and they advertised Kevin Bacon being at the stadium. And it was just some other dude named Kevin Bacon. No. what? Wow. Yes. A hundred percent. Wow. I love that. I mean, they, <laughs> the uh, minor leagues is at no shortage of imagination for drawing fans and promotional nights. Not at all. I mean, that's a tough job right there. We got to get it people is. to come out and watch baseball that nobody, nobody's ever seen before when they could just oh. not come out and sit on their, te- sit on their couch and watch one of a billion games going on. It's like, yeah. Uh, what do you want to do for tonight's game? We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where there's really no baseball presence. Hey, isn't there a guy named Kevin Bacon a few doors down? Let's get him out. Let's get him out. Let's call it Kevin Bacon night. It might draw a crowd. Let's get him. Just uh, make sure he brings his birth certificate. <laughs> One of lawsuits on your hands. Oh, anyway. Um. So yeah, uh, baseball is about to go underway. So let's. Talk, I mean, so until until you know the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll hit the brakes on that. Let's talk a little. Uh, let's transition to a little NFL free agency. Um, some more moves being made, BMAC. Yeah, the Falcons uh, picking up who many believe is the top defensive interior defensive lineman on the market in Don Terry Poe. Um, took less money to come here than go somewhere else. So, um, you know, I like that about him. He's willing, he's looking to win a championship, but he's also, um, I think, kind of looking towards his own future where he kind of had a rough year last year and a contract year and looking to make a bunch of money coming out. And it just wasn't the long-term contracts weren't there because his back's a little bit injured. Um, but I like the signing because it shows that we're doing something to try and get better. Uh, but we wouldn't do, we wouldn't pay him any more than $8 million. And so he sat there and we said, we'll offer you one year, $8 million. If you want it, come on. If you don't leave. And he said, I want it. Um, I mean, which is new for an which is new for an Atlanta team to be in a position of power. Yeah, and in his in his defense, um, he's willing to take a pay cut to join the second best team in the NFL last year. Um, you know, a team that blew a twenty five point lead with two minutes left in the third quarter. Um, if they had him, would they have still blown that lead? Probably, but I mean, you know, the Falcons are trending in the right direction. It, you know, it's. They're going to be a good year in and year out now. They got a lot of good young talent, a good young defense, um, and they can, and adding big free agents is what a team like that needs to do, you know, to stay to stay on top of the the um, NFC. So I like it. It's a, it's a good sign by them. So nothing nothing more here. Yeah, I mean, to go back, uh, Buddha could have been snapping the ball to Jesus, who could have been throwing it to Zeus, and we would have lost that fucking league. <laughs> Um, so that's the first point there. Dude, man, you're on fire tonight, dude. That's true. I mean, that is, there's, there's no, 
I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, no, we won't. Let's talk po, about um, going moving moving forward. Poe, um, like I said, is just somebody who it's more I, to me. It's more of just a statement of we're willing to pay some money to get a little bit better, um, but we're not going to get locked into a terrible contract or anything like that. Which doesn't matter because it's the NFL. Um, and we should be. I, there's no reason we shouldn't be one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, everybody's coming back, and Don Terry Poe can only make your team a little bit better. So I love it. Agreed. Um, before we get to the Patriots, um, here's my thing. The Falcons, I think, will be a playoff team next year. I don't see them getting back to the Super Bowl. That I think it was like when like, – that was their chance to win. Like Every other, you know, what? 15 years they have a chance maybe and that was their chance i mean now they'll be a perennial playoff contender playoff team for the next five years but i don't see them beating like you know the the giants or the packers or the seahawks i don't know i I just i think i think that was their chance last year and they blew it but I mean, I've the funniest pretty- thing, the funniest thing about last year is that it taught me how just fragile the NFL season is. It's just all there for the taking and then it's gone in an instance. And, and so like, and so it's just, I don't care about anything until you get to the playoffs. There's no, and there's no, wow. it's championship or bust for sure for this Smoking. season. There's no, there's no anything. I don't care about anything. But winning a Super Bowl, if you lose a Super Bowl, then it was a failed season. Spoken like a true, like now you're getting a little taste of that New England juice because the entire season up until the AFC Championship game is the is preseason for us, you know. And then you know once the snow comes down, once the temperature drops, um, then we start playing ball. So I, I'm glad you had that mindset because that's the mindset you need to have as a winner. Well, and it just took away all sense of. Um, I'm not saying that the regular season games don't mean anything because they do, but I'm just not going to be very impressed with a regular season win. I'm going to yeah. think job well done on to the next one. Time to win a fucking Super Bowl. Agreed. Um, let's, all right. So enough with the losing franchises in the news today. Um, it seems that Darrell Revis is coming back to the Patriots. Which is interesting. I, I, I for one think Darrell Revis is past his prime, but couple him with Stephon Gilmore and Malcolm Butler if they keep him, makes for the best secondary in all of football, and it's kind of like come home to daddy. It's like he know. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're Darrell Revis, those. Uh... Those five-year contracts you keep signing and then dipping out on are pretty much a thing of the past. Uh, so you might want to try and get yourself uh, uh, as many Super Bowl rings as you can. Why not go to the Patriots? It's a Super Bowl factory. And come home to daddy, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you back with welcome arms and a low-ball paycheck. Yeah. And all you need to say is we're the New England Patriots. If you want to come in, you can play. If you don't, you, then buy. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. And I'm not going to harp on the Patriots. I'm over it. I mean, plenty of time to talk about them. 
Yeah, uh, there's, plenty of t- there's plenty of plenty of NFL. And the NFL will keep it fresh, of course, all through the offseason. And any more free agency moves before we move on? I, I really um, can't. I don't know of any free agency moves. Did you uh, did you hear about the uh, the video the NFL was putting out? Oh, um, yes. Or sending uh, to the players about what is an okay celebration and what isn't. Yes, and I love Martellus Bennett's response to it. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking hilarious. Uh, let the people know if they didn't hear it. He goes, I don't know. It's it's t- it's a touchdown celebration. Who gives a shit what you do when you're in the end zone? We have bigger things to worry about. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here. But along those lines. And it's like, dude, the NFL, fuck the NFL. The no fun league is, like, are you kidding me? You're going to make players watch uh, what is an appropriate touchdown dance? That reminds me of the movie Dodgeball. When they watch the Dodgeball, um, you know, whatever, the rules video at the beginning, you know? It's like, are you dodge, kidding? dive, dip, duck, and, and dodge. dodge. It's like... <laughs> How rudimentary can you get? Goodell needs to be put to bed. He needs to be put down like a sick, rabid dog. I don't know. I mean, I don't like at some point you have to stop selling these guys as just straight up fucking robots. I mean, they're human beings. The dude just do you know how many people score a touchdown in the NFL compared to how many humans there are in the world? I, I mean, I, I dude, you score not, a touchdown in the NFL, you're allowed to fucking cheer. I mean, what happened to the days of Joe Horn pulling out a cell phone and making a call back to his wife when he scored a touchdown? What happened to the days of T.O. pulling a Sharpie out of his sock and signing the football and throwing it into the stands? What happened to the days of Randy Moss scoring a touchdown and fake mooning the crowd? I want more <laughs> of that. Dude, like, we know what the line is. I mean, the refs, you, can you not just, you know what the line is. When T.O. scores a touchdown, runs to the center of the field in Dallas and stands on the star, yeah, he gets lit up by George Teague. You're fucking right. That's the line. I mean, when Chad Johnson grabs a pair of pom-poms and starts dancing with the cheerleader, who gives a shit? The dude just scored a touchdown. It's all good. It's all. I think it makes it better. I mean, when, when Gron- Rob Gronkowski scores a touchdown, Against the Bucks in England, and does the uh, London Guard marching back and forth before an earth-shattering spike? Let him play. Let him. All right, pick the ball up, put it on the tee, kick the extra point. I mean, who fucking really cares? How I mean, come you of, can do a Lambo leap? Why is that legal? I mean, out of all the unnecessary TV timeouts and back-to-back timeouts after a kickoff, and you know, which they're getting rid of by the way this year. It's like you really don't have time for a little sober. Who the fuck cares? Get over it. Yeah, just who – I mean it really is the no fun league. I mean they like keep – it's like the NFL is actually trying to make that a thing. They're trying to – yeah, they're trying to like make it not – like like they're trying to like – they're trying to make it like not a good – like I don't know what they're trying to do honestly, but – It's just going to keep making money though because it's sweet. It's a well-oiled machine, and a fucking moron could run it and make money. Yeah. Not make money, yeah. make bazillions of dollars. Yeah, make. What's Goodell making? 50 mil? 45 mil a year. 45 mil a year must be fucking nice. <laughs> God, here I am fucking doing a goddamn podcast with Nick Marzullo. Hey, man. We do we do it all for the people, man. Ain't, ain't about yeah, the money. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not lying to your face, all right, man? Yeah. This is the so, real thing, man. 
All right, brother. So let's uh, let's bring us into what the podcast, what we're really talking about. Yeah, not um, the rails. Yeah, it, it's March Madness. Okay, we are well underway in the round of the Sweet Sixteen, and I speak for many out there when I say my bracket is fugged. Oh yeah, mine. Um, you're looking, you're looking good, dude. I'm actually looking all right here. I didn't have like a, I don't have a great first and second round, but I still have seven of the elite eight teams alive. Uh, I have six of the eight elite ta- elite eight teams because Oregon just beat Michigan. So, whoops. You you so. All right, let's let's backstep here. I had a I went nineteen for thirty two in the first round, which is probably. Statistically, the worst round. That's about as bad as it gets. That's about as bad. But yes, it's about as bad as it gets. But I was still alive and well. I had seven elite eight teams left out of the eight. I was missing a couple of sweet sixteen teams, but I was fine. And then, oh glorious day! Last Sunday happened, and I had Rhode Island, the Rhodey Rams, in the elite eight, which is fine because they're a they've played. They're awesome. They're a great team. Matt Swag. No one knows about them, but. I've never seen a fucking game come down to more bullshit whistles in my life. And that's kind of the narrative for this tournament as a whole. Like, put college basketball is the worst. Put the whistle away. So the NBA, they um, implemented a rule that's actually, in my opinion, from watching some of the games this year, going pretty well about dipping your shoulder and running into somebody and not calling that a foul because – there's nothing a defender can do. He has a right to his own space. But the NCAA has not seemed to get around to that yet. And no. every time somebody goes in the lane, it's a foul. And every time, and that's the thing, 80% of the time that they call a foul in the lane, the center power forward, whoever's down there that they call the foul on, turns and looks at the ref with his hands out. And like 60% of the time, he didn't do anything. And they call the foul. Dude, it's it's the absolute worst, and I'll, I'll take. I mean, literally. It, I mean, between the the um, northwestern goaltending call, between or the basket interference call, between multiple goaltending calls that weren't called, I'm gonna zero in on the URI Oregon game last Sunday because I that's the game that I have my most vested interest in. I mean, dude, Oregon. I've never seen a team, a, a shittier fucking piece of shit team, get bailed out more by the whistle. I mean, they were down. And then that, and then Rody holds him to one second on the shot clock. That degenerate piece of shit Brooks runs around, throws the ball up one handed, gets a whistle for a three point friggin' foul, un which changed the it was a minute and a half left or whatever that changed the landscape of the game, and we ended up losing by three. And that is, and I was so he, I was so fired up, dude. I can't even. I can, tell, like, I, I I can only imagine how fired up you are. You were considering how fired fired up you are now. Oh, it's it, and like at that point, I didn't care about my bracket. I just wanted to see Rhode Island advance to go to the Sweet Sixteen and beat the shit out of Michigan to go to the Elite Eight. But oh. yeah, I don't think I would have cared about the bracket either if I missed half the first round games. Yeah. So oh, I was at a, <laughs> I was half paying. I didn't know that was a dig at me. Uh, you know, it's. Oh my god! And so it was so. Far, and I and Pac-12 refs are the bottom of the bucket, dude. They're the scum of the earth, honestly. Might as well be ACC football refs. But great analogy, You're exactly uh, right, my man. Yeah. That's and so it, here's but, another. But, all right, go finish your finish your Rhode Island piece because you're gonna like no, where we go next. No, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, because now 
you heard it here first, probably over a year ago before the game was even announced. Frank the Tank Hank coined the phrase "never" or what was it? Was it "never bet against the Blue Raiders"? You don't bet against them Blue Raiders. You just don't. You don't bet against them Blue Raiders. And what do they do? Come out and just straight up beat Minnesota. They are they are a twelve over five team, like you read about. Like when I saw that matchup, I legit bet. My entire account balance on fucking MTSU. Yeah, that was a. I mean, that was easy. I. You have to go with them. There's always a twelve five, and that one was just. That was a give me. Minnesota got too high of a seed. Middle Tennessee got too low of a seed, and you always got a twelve five, and that was the one. Always. Um. Other other up. This is our first podcast. So that, oh, that by the way. So speaking of that Northwestern game, um, I wish that the the refs had that some of that some discretion to where they could reverse that call in that moment. I mean, the, the, the tech, the tech. The problem was the the problem with the tech is he did run out onto the floor, but he was, was, but he was fully justified. He was completely right. He was completely right. And nobody knew it. Nobody saw the the announcers didn't see it. The refs didn't see it. Um, I didn't see it when I was watching. I was watching it live. I did not see that. And then they showed the replay, and yeah, he straight up went through the hoop. On uh, and his reaction at the end of oh my god, the press conference after that game, <laughs> some asshole reporter is like, oh, uh, rule one a section four of the uh, NCAA rule book states that. Basket interference is this, that, and the other thing. And his facial, his, oh, 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 is it? Oh, I didn't know. And he was electric on the podium. Yeah. Like it's, so it's Doug Collins' son. That's the, that was coach in Northwestern. Um, shout out to Julia Louis Dreyfus as well. Um, yeah, babe. But, uh, Seinfeld. still looking, still looking good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the coach, uh, just after the game, somebody, somebody else was, uh, saying they the NCAA official uh, officially announced that they admitted they got the call wrong and it was goaltending, and he just goes, "Oh yeah, good. I'll 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 sleep real well tonight, knowing that they apologized for for missing that one." And I was just like, "Yes, that's my man. Sore loser. That's what I'm talking about." I mean, it's almost like you make that shitty of a call. You got to own it. I mean, you can't come out and say, "Oh yeah, we made the wrong call that changed the game. Sorry about you." Yeah, it was Have a, a three-point game that made it. That was a. Te- that was a. It was a three-point game. Goaltending would have made it a one-point game. Then you instead keep it at a three-point game. Two shots and the ball. And the ball. I mean, that is an incredible swing. That's um, the dagger. That's that's the nail in the coffin right there. So sorry about you, Northwestern. Um, but if we can go and back to the game before that, by the way, how about Vanderbilt? Fisher oh. Davis, who was one of their leaders on the team, he's a senior leader on the team, and he turns around and fouls their best free throw shooter walking down the floor when they're up by one with like twelve seconds left. I couldn't, and if I'm all right, so yeah, I cringed I when I actually realized what what happened. I forgot this is the first podcast since the tourney started. So let's yes. I was at a company client happy hour. And so I'm like half paying attention, half drinking with whatever. 
And I, I'm like, oh, Vanderbilt's up one, okay. And I, I see the foul, and I'm like, oh, like, what, what do you? And I'm looking around, like, oh, do you, is that a good play? Like, no, you never foul. Like, maybe if you're up three, yeah. Like, and I was like, what the fuck's he doing? Everybody had the same reaction right off the bat, which was, was that smart? Was that? And, am I missing that? That's a really. Am I missing? Am I like missing that this is a really, really smart move or something like that? Or was that just the worst thing I've ever watched somebody do besides Chris Weber call a timeout? No, no, couldn't disagree more. Chris Weber, that was in the Final Four, double teamed on the baseline under pressure. Calling a timeout in that circumstance is, is understandable. This yeah. is not. This is not. I mean, that was not – I mean, it just out of nowhere. He just fouled him, sends an 87% free throw shooter to the line. Bang, bang. Game game over. Guy shoots a three, bricks it, of course, game over. And, now, and here, I'm okay with it because I hate Vanderbilt. I I hate okay, I hate Vanderbilt as well. And I, I've heard um, two sides of it. One, which I got – I hope to God is for that kid's sake is not true, that he just didn't know the score, <laughs> which – it's almost unfathomable that you can't know the score. Um, the second, which makes a little more sense, is that they, he thought they had a foul to give. Yeah, he- so if you watch the video of it, um, they put it in slow-mo, and I saw this at one point, and he is right next to the coach. The coach is five feet away from him. And he looks at the coach, and the coach is yelling something out to the defense. He looks at the coach, kind of puts his palms up like, what? And then goes and fouls him. And then, like, everybody's like, what are you doing? And he turns around and looks at the coach, and then he goes, oh, shit, my bad. And it was like, the coach was like, yeah, dude, you're bad. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? You're the, you're the one playing. It's not my bad. Yeah, um, I didn't foul him. And then that happened again, didn't it? That same exact scenario. I forgot what game it was, but it happened again. Oh, I, I mean, mean, but people ask me, like, a lot of people say they feel really bad for the kid. I don't, like. Be better. Be better. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. I mean, I mean, you lost to the national championship. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It was the first round, but either way. Hey, you lost the chance. Other other big upsets. Uh, Villanova fell to Wisconsin, which, I mean, it's it's surprising, but Wisconsin had a veteran savvy team: Nigel Hayes and Bronson, something Asian. Um, yeah, it's surprising, right. but you kind of get it. Yeah, you uh, get that. Get it cause yeah. somebody, it's almost like you look at it and you're like, somebody had to go. Yep. From all exactly. this, from all this chalk. Uh, so somebody had to go, and Villanova ended up being the team. Sucks that they were in my championship. Uh, let's but, let's talk. Yeah, wait, that's that hurts. But let's talk about um, March sadness uh, last Sunday. God bless. I mean. I hate Arkansas for, you know, for various reasons that you, you know more than anybody. Arkansas against UNC had that game won. And, I mean, I'm not saying – I mean, they had the game won. They were in control. And then I'm not saying this made or made the game or broke the game for them, but that fucking foul call where he clearly charged, clearly traveled – and they gave him the foul and two points, and they that 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 determined the game. Now he slapped him on the wrist too. <laughs> he did hundred percent, hundred percent. I I watched it a couple of times. The guy slapped him on the wrist too. It could have been a reach, but it also could have been a travel. Could have been a charge. No, it, no not a block. It was a, 
but it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a reach, a travel and a charge. They called nothing. And I feel absolutely nothing for Arkansas. I feel nothing. <laughs> I don't feel anything. I feel yeah. completely satisfied because a UNC was winning my championship and B Moses Kingley found fouled Terrence Davis in the SEC oh. tournament when he was shooting a three to tie the game up oh. and we didn't get that call. So, you know what? Sorry, Arkansas. Sometimes the calls don't go your way. Yeah. Yeah. They're not used to that, but yeah. I forgot you're a UNC guy. I forgot that you hate Arkansas more than I do, which is fine, but. And I was never more sure of anything and technically, I guess more wrong of anything than Arkansas ending up losing that game. As soon as they started making a run to come back, uh, they were down like six midway through the second half. Um, and oh. Arkansas just comes back and puts up like nine straight points. But you and, knew they were right you there. Knew I was in there. Well, no, I knew they were going to win at that point because it's Arkansas and they always bend me over whenever they get the chance, which was me having North Carolina winning the championship and me having Arkansas losing in the first round. Yeah. Um, so let's, that brings me to the straw that broke the camel's back, as they say. Well, at least in my bracket. Another North Carolina team, Duke, who I seemingly pick to go all the way every year because I'm an asshole and I love Duke. <laughs> and they... And they just got waxed by South Carolina, who, am I wrong? Is not a, a bad – what? Yeah, what? So I had Marquette beating South Carolina and then Marquette beating Duke. So I had Duke losing in the second round. But if I can be totally honest, that was more out of spite. I don't trust the man that sold the jacket to me. Um uh- why are you returning the jacket? Ah, spite. I don't care for the man that, that sold the jacket. Well, yeah, we, we can't, can't we can't take back a jacket based on spite. Okay, well then fine. Uh, it didn't fit right. You you said spite, <laughs> and that's why I had Duke losing. Um, so there was sometimes sometimes you're just right about not liking a team, so you take them to lose in the second round. And South Carolina ends up going up to face Baylor, who I begrudgingly took. Uh, to go all the way to the Elite Eight, and that's an actual possibility now. And backtracking here, that previous spite conversation was a Seinfeld reference for those ah, yes. of you who, for those of you who don't watch Seinfeld, who if you don't watch Seinfeld, I don't want to know you. Yeah, you can turn this but, off now. But yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna let that hurt because at that point I still had a chance. Actually, I still had a chance. But here's the kicker with that: not only did I have Duke going all the way. In my brackets, all of them, all four of them. Not only did I have big money on the Duke South Carolina over that I lost, I also had a six-team parlay that every game hit, and I all I needed to do was Duke on the money line. Duke, all I had to do is beat South Carolina, and I would have won. I don't know, five hundred dollars. Mm. And of course, of course, they lose. Of course, that they lost. is why we hate Duke, Sulo. I, 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 they're the I bad still, guys. They are the bad guys. Bottom line, they're but, always going to be the bad guys. But Brian, I'm the bad guy. You are the bad guy. You are a fucking Duke fan. <laughs> You're a bigger Duke fan than anybody that ever went to that goddamn school. 
so yeah. So I mean, I guess it's fair. So that, that was so I, that was obviously. I was going to say, what was your biggest bracket buster? That was obviously it. I mean, it's always the same. Like Villanova was mine going out. I had them in the championship. Um, so I still got UNC alive. Uh, oh, but, and but, now, but, but you're you're done though. Uh, I wouldn't say it done. I mean, I got six of the eight. I mean, a lot uh, of people had the final elite eight teams and three of my three of the final fours and UNC for the matter. championship. Doesn't matter. I, everyone else has four to six elite eight teams, three to out of four final four teams, and they, a lot of people have UNC over Arizona. Actually, you're not in that bad of shape. You're actually only going against. No, well, like actually, I, could, I, I could do. I could finish pretty well here. You need you need Gonzaga to the Gonzaga loot. No, they're playing tonight. I just no. I I need everything to hit. Gonzaga's playing West Virginia. There's six minutes and thirty eight seconds left in the second half. It is forty nine all. I need West Virginia in that one. Yep, you do. But I that would be a big yeah. one. You're on the outside looking in. Um, keeping it keeping it here. I wish one of my favorite teams, UCLA, who I always picked to go far. I didn't. I, I did this year. I had him losing to UNC, but that brings me to Lamar, Lavar Bell, um, Ball, Lavar Ball, L- L- whatever, fucking whoever his name. This is. guy's out uh, of control. He, Lorenzo Ball, who's a who's very good. I mean, don't take that away. He's a beast on U, U, UCLA. He's a superstar. His dad must have got a good discount on some crack rock because I saw him on first take today. And that guy is a moron. Absolutely. He said he could beat Michael Jordan in a game of one-on-one in his prime. He said in Michael Jordan's prime, that, he would have beaten not, him in a game of one-on-one. He went through an entire strategy and everything. That's, and that's not even, beat. And that's, dude, that's just the tip of the iceberg. He said he was better than Charles Barkley. He said that he, that he that, and it's all, I get it. It's all a publicity stunt to get his son's recognition. He wants his sons to all sign for a billion dollars. I mean, this guy's out of his fucking tree, honestly. I mean, I, the, the bottom line, it doesn't matter because there's almost nothing dumber you can say than I would have beat Michael Jordan in his prime. There's almost nothing dumber you can say, uh, like, as a person, because it's just there's not, like, anything that's, like, one of the most impossible things to do. Like I mean, I, I don't were, even know. If I were to say, if I were to say, yeah, if I faced Randy Johnson ten times, I would go nine for ten with eight home runs. You would think I'm a fucking idiot. Levar played two, or scored two points per game at Washington State in his one year of college basketball in 1991. So, in Levar Ball's prime was. Also, Michael Jordan's prime. There's no. Ch- I. I don't care. I don't even. Uh, the guy's out of his mind. His his counter argument was he was bigger than Jordan. Uh, okay. Yeah. So was everybody. So was so was half the league. And then he dropped yeah, so, sixty. And I mean, there was Jordan more. Was, of them. Yeah. So, Levar Bell, uh, Levar Ball, just shut the fuck up. I'm calling him Levar Bell from here on yeah, out. You know. Yeah, Levar Bell. You're just that big of a joke that. You, and the worst part is his son is amazing. His son is uh, great. And it's like you're just taking away from him. Like, shut up. Like, what, like you know. Yeah, oh, and by me. the way, watching first take him and Stephen A. 
go at it, just screaming at each other the whole time, was probably the most miserable fucking experience I've ever had of watching television. It was like I one ass. I would rather listen to an argument between a stray cat fight and somebody running their fingernails across a chalkboard. I'd rather get a sandpaper LeVar Ball go LeVar Bell go back and forth. I'd rather get a sandpaper hand job than listen to that fucking moron talk again, honestly. And it was my I mean, fault. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it right now, but I, I mean I wa- I mean I saw it and I had to watch, but he is I mean, it's obvious that he's just full of shit and just talk just just talking out of his ass, you know? Absolutely. Ugh. But UCLA is playing Kentucky tomorrow night. Um so I guess you got UCLA in that game? Uh, I have I, Kentucky I, winning in my bracket, no, um, and honestly, I, have, I just don't know if they have enough experience and they're mature enough to handle the situation. I I have UCLA winning, but Kentucky, who's my guy? Who's the lefty? Not uh, not Malik, Malik Monk. Monk. No, the other guy. The, he's so swagged out. Well, I can't think of his name. I can't Ron think of his Blank. name either. Anywho, Something, that guy is swagged what, out. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so I I like I don't think Kentucky can score with them, but I mean I like it. I don't know. I, I wish I I wish I knew down. more. I I'm I'm down to watch the game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but I I think UCLA is going to go all the way. Um, no, UCLA, no thanks. You think to, Lorenzo Ball is good enough to take him there? Uh, no, no, they don't just have him. I mean, I don't know I too much about them. They got some players. I think they. I think that. I think. I think they'll smoke UNC if they get there. Honestly, I think Kentucky will be a bigger challenge. But when UNC plays their game, they really can't be beaten. UNC is not they go down. Good. They go down low. The first ten minutes of ten minutes of the game, they throw the ball down low to Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks. They're two senior big men who are bigger and stronger than just about anybody they face. And they score, they jump out to a 12, 15 point lead in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game. And then they stop going down low altogether and the game gets tight again. And I can't get for the life of me what Roy Williams is thinking when that's happening. I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I think UNC is overrated. Honestly, I think they're very overrated. See, I think it's, I think college basketball is kind of coming around to, like, well, not coming around. It's been this way forever. But they have upperclassmen all across the board. Uh, senior Justin Jackson. Uh, actually, I think Isaiah Hicks is a junior. I think he's a, I said he's a senior earlier. No BVD to back that one up. Um, Kennedy Meeks is a senior. I mean, they've got upperclassmen all across the board. Joel Berry. They're they've got the ex, they've got the experience. That team. Everyone on that starting lineup went to the national championship last year. Um, and lost. Hey, hey, back backtracking. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is the guy. I'm about. That is that guy's name. Fox is the man. Fox. That guy's pretty Fox. smooth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everyone gives uh, Malik Monk the headlines, but that guy is that guy is a disappearing act. I mean, he'll have the best game you've ever seen, and the next game you see, he won't do anything, or he'll disappear in the second half. So, and they have. Uh, either way, I think it's I think it's set up to be a good. Tournament. They got some. Still got some exciting teams in here. Uh, Kansas still alive. They're playing Purdue right now. Um, who also has Caleb Swanigan, who I've never heard of until is he that the big, first is he game. The big guy? And he, yeah, he's the he's the big guy putting up like forty double doubles this year. 
The dude is a freak. Yeah, they're He's not going to win. Always. No, I don't, I don't. I don't see him. Maybe they've. Maybe they beat Kansas. This is a game. This is a kind of a game Kansas would lose. Honestly. Um, oh, oh, it's a bad matchup for them for sure, dude. Yeah, like they. This is a game. I would just say historically, this is a game Kansas just doesn't show up for and loses. And I don't. I mean. I don't know. At this point, I'm rooting for chaos, as one one does when he's out of the when he's out of all his brackets. But yeah. So um. So at the end of the day, you're telling me you're telling me UCLA all the way. Yeah, uh, that, that's my, that's what I want to see. Now, I think it's going to be UCLA Kansas. That'll be a good game. And I think Gonzaga loses. I think. Huh, I think West Virginia wins this game. Three minutes left. I think they're. Let me see real quick. They're tied. Three minutes left. I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, bet against the drunk Bobby Huggins, but never we'll bet see. against Bobby Huggins. Um, yep. Yeah. Yes. So I. I mean, I got UNC in the bracket. I'm. I'm sticking with them, and that's uh, a lot of a lot of bias in there as well. Uh, for my mother who went to UNC, so um, give me UNC. But now it's just up to the gods with my bracket, so I don't really care too much. Um, but that's kind of you know what we you know what we need to touch on. Yes, the more important college basketball tournament. Oh, the not invited the Rebs, tournament. The Rebs postseason tournament, as I like to call it. Oh, can uh, I get my the hat? NIT? Can I get my, can I get my hat on real quick? Please do. An electric, an electric hat. Which I'm, I'm back hat. on the Reb. I'm back on the Rebs. Um. Well, this might be a day late and a couple of dollars short, but the Rebs made a win. They made a run. They beat Syracuse. Huge win. I don't know how Syracuse didn't make the tournament, but the Rebs beat them. And then in complete Rebs fashion, a loss to Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. And Georgia Tech, um, I've been hearing about them all year. I listen to sports radio on the way to work every day. And Georgia Tech, I've been hearing about them all year. They're supposed to be absolutely terrible um, and ended up almost uh, making the tournament. Um, but then kind of blew it at a couple of games there at the end of the season. Had a good year, but you know that's just this, this is that's just a Rebs loss. But we took down Syracuse. I'll take it. This isn't a basketball school, but yeah, AK's, it, get, AK's getting his twenty twenty wins. He's going home. He's playing some golf. In a in a in a dark time for the Ole Miss Rebel program, a, a quality win in the NIT goes a long way. It goes a long way. You know, it warms the heart. You think, maybe I will make it another day in this world. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's if, if that's the only light at the end of the tunnel for the Rebs, um, it's going to be a dark, we'll dark time. Talk about some us. dark times. Yeah. If you, we're, gotta, if you, we're, know, you know, in the dark times, you've got to find light where, where you can find it. Agreed. Agreed. And we still have Shea Patterson, so there you go. We still have Shea Patterson. Yeah. So um uh, what else we got in the um NC I don't know. There's not I mean pretty much the tournament which we went over and then the NIT and that's about it. I only honestly like I only really care about the first or the best days ever are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The first two rounds of the NCAA. Now I don't really care. I don't have I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a team I root for. My bracket's done. I mean, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean that was a 
it's it's you get to this point the first day is so awesome because it's just game after game after game now you wait a couple of days and it's just a couple of games and they just got to hit and all of them have to hit for me so it's kind of now i'm just kind of watching as a fan if it happens if it, if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't hey man as a friend of a fan who's a perennial loser like you are i, I hope you have i hope you get lucky not gonna happen but God, I love your charity, Zuo. Just fucking warms me up inside. I mean, <laughs> fuck, goddamn pity. Get your shit out of here, I mean, man. You're not gonna. I mean, you're not gonna win, dude. Now we got Atlanta United. Is it sad that anyway. that's the closest we are to a championship? Um, yeah, man. It's. I'm not gonna lie. It's pathetic. I mean, you don't see me to my New England Revolution horn, do you? Are they any good? I don't know, but Bob Kraft owns him, so probably. Most likely. They're probably yeah. finding an edge somewhere out there on the, on the pitch. Yeah, they got, a co- they got a couple guys out of Lithuania who slipped through the cracks, and he picked up. Find dirt on all the all the opposing goalkeepers. Soccer players are some dirty players, man. They got dirty. some skeletons in their closet. Oh, yes. And BMAC, this is – okay, so that's pretty much our show. I, I wanted to get to this before – I wanted to get your commitment on live air. Um, Wisher comes to town April 1st, and his band is electric. They have a song in the top 30, number 30 in the top 200 in the nation, and they're coming to town April 1st playing at Legion Brewery. Would love to have you come down for that. Can I get a yes? That sounds fucking awesome. What day is Dude, it? What, what, uh, is that a Saturday? Saturday. Okay. It's a Saturday. Um, Is it so, a big April dude, Fool's joke? No, no, I swear to God, dude, I just saw the wish. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to C2 and the Brothers Reed, who, and I'm not just being a biased, with, like because he's my friend. Their band is unreal, and Co- Colin came to a show, and it's they are rock and roll, and they fucking jam. I love it, and and dude, I swear to God, you will not be disappointed. So. Mark that down on your calendar. April 1st, Saturday. They're coming to fucking Charlotte. They're playing Legion Brewery. It's going to be a great time. Give me the name I mean, one more time. C2 and the Brothers Read. C2 and the Brothers Read. Write it down. Check Spotify. They're on, they're on iTunes, Spotify, Shazam. Check out your local disc jockey store. They're there. Yeah, your local disc jockey store. It's probably 15 miles away by now. But seriously, are you going to come? Uh, you, yeah, you let's do tri- it. Okay, because like it's dude, we're it's gonna we're gonna get lit. You, me, Colin, Wendell, B. Todd, Herb, Donnie, the crew. It's gonna be and dude, they jam. Like I'm not like even if you don't want, even if you just come down, they jam. If you like music, you should be here. Let's roll. Hell yeah! So anyway, I just wanted to put that. The boys will ride again. I love that. The boys, the Rebs will ride again. And on the third day, he has risen. And he was, and a and in and nine years later, the Rebs had a winning season. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! All right, we're coming off anyway, the old hour mark here. You want to take us out? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Mac and Chew, uh, we'll March Madness preview or not preview, but uh, recap a little World Baseball preview slash recap, little NFL free agency. Um, that's gonna do it for us here at Hash Sports. Any questions, email us at uh, hashsports at something.com. And 
Sports at HashSports.com? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I had a thing in my head. It didn't make sense. But, yeah, I mean, uh, catchers in the flip. This is our Out of the Ordinary Thursday show. We're usually on the air on Wednesday, but it's going to be good. Uh, BMAC's going to be in town in two weeks for uh, C2 and the Brothers Read. Hope to have you down here. Um, so, yeah, from Hash Sports, from Mac, from Chew, uh, you know, enjoy basketball. Arizona's on tonight. So have a good one. Beautiful sign-off. Beautiful sign-off.